0: Hey, sis. Welcome to Samara Barrett Ministries. I'm your host, Samara Barrett, and I am so excited to embark on this journey to wholeness with you. My ministry was designed to educate, equip, and empower women just like you to overcome addictions, abuse, and trauma through Christ-centered recovery. You can think of this podcast as an open, honest, and transparent space to unpack painful lived experiences while I attempt to answer some of your burning questions. So if you're ready to embark on this journey to wholeness, I'll see you in my next episode. Season's greetings, my beautiful sisterhood. Welcome back to Get Out of Your Graves, Sis, the podcast. It's your host, Samara Barrett of Samara Barrett Ministries, and I am super delighted that you decided to stop by for another installment of my podcast. If you're listening from YouTube, hey, shout out to my YouTube subscribers. And if you're not part of the Samara Barrett Ministries fam, girl, you better get hip, okay? We are a growing community of women who aspire to become extraordinary faith or My fellow sisters, I'm inspiring you all to become women of extraordinary faith. So we are growing in our faith and in our knowledge of Jesus Christ. We are also on a mission to heal through Christ-centered recovery to overcome addictions, trauma, abuse, and everything ugly in between through jesus's redemptive power so if this sounds like something you would love to be a part of come on in join our ministry join our family and we welcome you my sister so a little bit about me we've kind of already reviewed the mission you know me i'm always gonna you know introduce myself for those who are new here So of course my name is Samara. I am your veteran volunteer. I was a volunteer for three years with the Peace Corps and also with AmeriCorps and I I technically volunteered virtually for a year with the virtual service pilot program. So I am very familiar with the volunteer landscape and now I'm in a season of stepping out and doing something new. The Lord has placed on my heart to start this ministry, to start a YouTube channel, podcast, everything in between. I'm also writing a book so your girl is just on fire, you know, with her purpose right now building and you know creating the life that God you know has called me to create he's already you know prepared that table for me and I'm just kind of sitting down catching my breath (laughs) catching my breath to who he's called me to be that's something I posted on my on my Facebook page if you're part of the 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 family over on my Facebook page you'd know okay get hip girlfriend on my Facebook page Tamara Barrett Ministries I post just about every day. Sometimes it's a video, sometimes it is a photo, just inspirational quotes and and Bible verses that the Lord places on my heart to share. And I said, sis, this transition season is just for you to catch up. It's for you to catch up up to who God called you to be, okay? So catch your breath. Catch your breath. (laughs) Catch your breath to who God called you to be and step into your step into your kingdom, you know, step into your throne, step onto your throne, sit down, take your rightful throne and serve the Lord. You know what I mean? Like the queen he called you to be. So I would love if you would, you know, become part of of our ministry by liking or following that page so that you can be locked and loaded for all the information I share. Can you believe it has already been four going on five episodes? That makes a month of recording. Get out of your grave, sis. Can we get a shout out, a woohoo, a praise God, (laughs) praise God for his faithfulness and, and just encouraging me and, and stirring me up in his spirit to keep going. So we are on our fifth episode. If you've been with me from the beginning, you're a true OG. I love you so much. I love my new subscribers too. Come on. So let's just recap a little bit for those who are maybe jumping in at this particular episode so we have covered you know being in love with a lie we have covered lies how that's at the heart of narcissism last week we talked about the atomic love bomb which was my my way of you know describing and and sort of explaining the love bomb cycle at least the the idealization stage of of that sort of triangle stage so to speak um of you know idealization devalue and discard so we just spoke about the love bombing but uh, you know later on down the road i absolutely will address the other two stages we've also mentioned the concept of no contact and what that means and how that's so beneficial for folks who are trying to break away from the you know death grip of the narcissist to just literally cut them off cold turkey and move on with your life So today, we are going to be addressing the topic of deception, lies and deception and basically how manipulation is at the heart of every narcissistic relationship. So remember, I define narcissism, you know, I agree that it can be a personality disorder. I do believe that there's a spectrum of, you know, narcissism and people being void of of empathy and compassion and how that makes a person, you know, really just disagreeable, can't really get along. But I also believe that narcissism at its core is, you know, a spiritual demon. You know, the the enemy, the the Bible says that the enemy is here to steal, kill, and destroy, okay? In my book, and I'm currently in the chapter where I am discussing and dissecting these these tactics, the manipulative tactics that narcissists employ against their victims. And I'm like, this is the perfect time for me to talk about the, the deception and the manipulation that is at the core of almost every single tactic that narcissists employ. So if you or someone you know has ever been in a relationship with a narcissist, whether it's an intimate partner relationship or a friendship or a family member, you'll realize or, you know, it would have clicked to you that manipulation is not outright. It's not always the blatant lies in your face. It's not always the, um, you know, it's not always controlling or or domestic violence which is a lot more you know that type of abuse is a lot more noticeable and evident but with emotional abuse other types of abuse such as emotional abuse verbal abuse mental abuse sexual abuse those types of abuse are insidious i hope i'm saying that word right so that's our word of the day insidious and that basically means it's gradual something that's gradual subtle yet harmful So emotional manipulators, people who intentionally, maliciously manipulate your emotions, manipulate your your state of mind. Okay, come on, you become a psychological punching bag to these people. Their tactics are insidious. They start off, you know, small, um, unsuspecting. Inconspicuous, and then you know gradually you become aware that you know something's not right like I don't you know I wasn't always this doubtful person I didn't always take forever to make a decision why do I suddenly feel like I can't trust myself and you begin to realize you've been caught up in a web that's being spun around you for months and you're only now realizing that you're entangled and that's how that's how these tactics work it's it's slow but steady you know it's to get you to What's that analogy, you don't put a frog, you know, if you want to kill a frog, you don't put them in a pot of boiling water, you put them in a pot of cold water and gradually turn up the heat and they won't even know that they're literally being burned alive, boiled alive. And so that's what we can think of when we when we think of emotional manipulation and deceit. The narcissist's goal is essentially to get you to believe that you're insecure, that you're not trustworthy, that you're not mentally stable, that you can't trust your your own instincts, trust your intuition. You definitely can't trust them. And if you can't trust yourself or them, who are you going to trust? You know, who will you turn to? And so they get you in this weakened state of mind where you know you're living in constant doubt fear anxiety come on you're probably living you know living with depression you know you're living in a depressed state of mind where you know no one's trustworthy you can't trust your friends who bad talk the narcissist in your life you can't trust the narcissist because you're starting to you know become aware of their tactic tactics and then you can't trust yourself because you're like why would I allow someone to treat me this way you know, why would I love someone who treats me this way? Why do I want to be with someone who abuses me? Why do I want to be with someone who lies to me? And so you find it very hard to trust yourself because you're thinking, before I met this person, I would have never tolerated this behavior. You know, I love myself or, you know, I have respect for myself. And yet, I find myself in this conflicting situation with this cognitive dissonance. That's a term I've been dying to introduce on my channel. So cognitive dissonance is basically the brain's mental state, mental state of discomfort when your brain is battling two conflicting beliefs. So basically when... I would say victims of all types of abuse still remain with the abuser they are in a state of cognitive dissonance they want to leave but they can't because they feel that they you know they're obligated to stay because they've put in so much they've invested so much into the relationship or they truly believe that the the person who they saw at the beginning of the relationship will return so they wait around for that fairy tale persona to return when everything was good and peachy and not so crappy and and abusive as it is now and so you wait and you hold on and and you you know you delay moving on and leaving and finding the strength and the courage to leave because you genuinely think that that person can change you genuinely think that this is just a phase you genuinely think that you know it's going to get better and so you hold out in this cognitive dissonant state of mind so if the narcissist can get you to believe that you are the problem they will never have to own up to their own responsibility and that's another reason for why they are so manipulative okay they avoid responsibility like the plague they have no desire to take responsibility for their actions or their consequences or pay for the consequences of their behavior or pay for you know how they hurt someone or or own up to the fact that they've hurt someone or hurt people in in their destructive path to getting what they want which is ultimately narcissistic supply and so they blame you victim blaming is very common in emotional manipulation and emotional abuse situations because the narcissist is essentially, you know, projecting, they are literally, literally deflecting, deflecting blame, you know, projecting their insecurities onto you so that they can continue to, you know, escape that, that responsibility and ultimately keep you in that cognitive dissonant state of mind. Come on. And so you're in this web and it's like, how can you know, how do I begin untangling myself from this web of lies and deceit and, you know, insecurities and shame and, And it's a lot. It's a lot, my dear. It is a lot to unpack. I remember our discussion last week, if you were a part of that episode, Atomic Love Bomb, we dissected, you know, insincere flattery and just overwhelming, you know, showers of praise and admiration in the beginning of the relationship. That is another deceitful tactic. That's to get you to be so distracted by your own fairy tale, you know, unraveling before your eyes that you are blind and oblivious to the red flags, like the raging red flags that the narcissist, you know, that is the narcissist personality okay like if they can get you to be distracted and caught up and and you know swept off your feet in this world of activity they can hide who they really are behind a very poorly constructed facade you know like if you really think about it the narcissist doesn't have a lot to offer you know they shower you with insincere flattery they probably googled those lines you know Googled pickup lines or you know things to say to people and then they you know take him on a couple really great dates especially if they're like a grandiose narcissist and then that lasts for like maybe a month (laughs) you know what i mean that the lasts for like about a month and then their mask inevitably falls off and so we talked about that last weekend but i wanted to revisit that because that of course you know the love bombing and the sincere flattery that is another form of abuse you know it's deceptive in nature the purpose is to distract To distract and to weaken your guard and to and to basically get your guard down so low that you're hooked they reel you in and then you are in this web so another tactic that narcissists are infamous for using is gaslighting i know that that term has become pretty popular in today's society gaslighting is the tactic used to make someone question their reality you know it is uh, what do i have here it's meant to distress the victim it's meant to cause you know psychological dissonance i would say another you know another form of cognitive dissonance it's another deceptive tool used to manipulate victims into acquiescing to the narcissist's request. so everything you know everything that the narcissist employs all the tactics they employ has one goal to get you to be the perfect supply and once you begin to realize that that's all you are supply to their you know very zealous overzealous ego constantly needs to be reassured and praised and admired you become a threat to them like once you wake up and realize I don't want this for myself you become a threat and that's when they devalue and discard you but as long as you play into their perfect you know perfect game into their perfect you know love me and and, and do everything for me and and follow all of my rules and play by my rules and accept all the blame for things that I should be taking the blame for, then everything's peachy. It's perfect. You know, you guys are, you know, a match made in, in hell, honestly. But the minute you wake up to the fact that you are being deceived, that you are being manipulated, you become a threat. And that's when they begin to gaslight you. That's when they begin to turn up the love bomb a little bit, just when you're about to leave saying, yeah, I don't love this for me. Then they like, no, babe, come back. I love you, I promise. Like, let's go here, you know, create another distraction. Let's go out. Let's go on a, you know, let's take, let's go on a romantic getaway. Let's go on a, you know, a three-day weekend. And so they distract you with very weak attempts at, you know, pacifying your feelings toward them. And then the gaslighting is basically making you question, did that really happen? Did he really say those things about me? Did she really... You know, did she really cheat on me? I, you know, I can't actually remember. I'm so confused. The details are so foggy in my mind. I mean, is what they're saying true? And so you begin to go back and forth with yourself. You know, victims have been known to even gaslight themselves. Oh my goodness. Just thinking about it, how sneaky the narcissists are. I mean, I gotta really give it to them. They have (laughs) crafted such tactic you know they, they if they have employed such well-crafted tactics that they don't even have to do the gaslighting after a while you know what I mean like if you've ever been subject to that my heart goes out to you because I was in that same grave come on someone, it's time to get out of your grave I've been in that same grave of gaslighting myself okay there was a situation that I could not believe happened to me with my first ex and I questioned myself for months That incident went over in my, you know, turned over in my brain for months and I couldn't forgive myself. I couldn't forgive them. I was just stuck. I was stagnant. I was handicapped in that moment thinking there's no way this really happened to me, but I have no way of proving it because now it's my word against theirs you know now it's my word against theirs and they always turn up you know their their gaslighting tendencies in a situation where it's just you two there's no other person to corroborate you know there's no other person to mediate there's no other witnesses it's just your word against their word and guess who is going to take the fall every single time if you guessed yourself unfortunately sis you are right the narcissist will never accept responsibility and they will leave you holding a wet soggy pile of gross you know gross gross stuff because that's just who they are so the two tactics the gaslighting and the love bombing and just general lies and deceits those are some popular and more commonly employed forms of emotional abuse you know the purpose of this channel really is to it's not just to bash narcissists although come on we can make a whole business out of exposing these demons but it's really to educate you that's that's part of my mission to educate you and to equip you and empower you to overcome these spirits my dear okay we're not going to stay in a state of being depressed and being prisoners you know of of these toxic graves okay we are stepping out of these graves through knowledge through information through wisdom okay and through the power of the holy spirit so that's ultimately my goal here you know i get so worked up talking about these uh, about these parasites come on but ultimately i'm here to educate you ultimately i'm here to you know let you know what happened to you was awful but there's a way out there's a way forward so we've talked about you know some some common forms of emotional abuse and how you basically the purpose of you know those forms of abuse is to get the victim in a state of mind where you question your own thoughts where your own thoughts perpetuate you know the miserable state that you're in and basically the narcissist gets to sit back and just enjoy the mess they have created watching you try to squirm your way out So I'm not only going to, you know, info dump on you and just tell you all about these emotional manipulators. I'm going to tell you how to spot and avoid, you know, manipulation, how to identify it and how to avoid falling prey. So the first thing, boundaries. Come on, that is basically, that's the epitome of avoiding toxic relationships, toxic people. Boundaries are a girl's best friend. I mean, boundaries are everyone's best friend. But, you know, in terms of this ministry empowering women, boundaries are your best friend, my dear toxic people tend to prey. I mean there's a quote saying that like toxic people prey on anyone and you know people with weaker boundaries are the ones who typically let them in because if you have strong clearly defined boundaries you won't even fall for something like this but make no mistake anyone could be a prey to a narcissist flattery no like who doesn't want to be praised and admired come on but it's the insincerity of it. It's the short-lived, you know, phase of it. It's how intense it is that someone would be like, this isn't real. Like, there's no way this fairy tale is is real. There's no way this fairy tale ends happily ever after. So basically, if a person is constantly and consistently disrespecting your boundaries, they do not respect you, nor do they have your best interest at heart. And that is so important to remember. Because a lot of people think, oh, it's going to get better, it's going to change. They're just playing, they're just testing out, you know, they're just testing to see if I if I really mean, if no really means no, especially in the case of when sex is introduced into a relationship. If a guy or a girl has been pushing, pushing that boundary, testing the limits, testing to see how far, how far you will let them go, especially when it comes to sexual intercourse, especially before marriage, come on, we are Christians here, we believe in waiting until marriage. If the person in your life, the person you're dating is trying to push your boundary to see how far they can get before, you know, saying I do, they do not respect you and they are not, they should not be in your inner circle, they should not be in your life, they are not a friend and they definitely do not have any respect for your boundaries and that is a big, big red flag. So first thing with with manipulation, you have to have boundaries, you have to know how to assert yourself, you know, stand up for yourself and you have to be able to walk away when people show the first sign of disrespect because if you let them if you let one incident slide you're basically like it's downhill from there like literally it is downhill from because they will keep pushing narcissists don't know how to say, don't know how to take no they can't hear no um, you know people pleasers can't say no Uh, Yes, that's what it is. I'm reading the Boundaries book, girl. Boundaries by Cloud and Townsend, I want to say. Those are the two last names. Highly recommend that book. But basically, um, narcissists and people who don't, you know, who disrespect boundaries, they can't hear, no. And people who people i want to i don't want to label someone as a doormat but people who have you know tendencies to not have very strong clearly defined boundaries they can't say no you know it's very hard for them to establish their boundaries and that is the recipe for a disaster when you pair those two people together the second behavior change i would say to look out for when dealing with someone new who you are kind of sketchy about or who you really don't know you know if this person checks out if you begin to question your reality that is a red flag so basically if you used to be a decisive you know fairly judging person and when I say judging I mean you have you're able to assess a situation pretty quickly you know you're able to trust your intuition trust your gut about someone pretty quickly about someone's mannerisms about their habits personality and you could be like oh, this person and I would gel or this person and I would not get along and if you used to be that type of person with common sense and a clear vision for yourself And now you find yourself doubting yourself second guessing yourself second guessing every decision since meeting this new person you are being deceived they are already employing gaslighting tactics on you and they are already getting you to question your reality so if you notice a behavior change for the negative you know for the negative side because of course we want people in our life to positively influence us but if you go from being a fairly decisive person to being largely indecisive with this person they are already dragging you down, wrapping you up in their web and dragging you down to the pits of hell with them. So definitely stay away from people that make you second-guess yourself, doubt yourself, wonder if you're making the right decision. It's because your brain has already entered that cognitive dissonant state of mind and you are fighting to believe that this person could be good knowing that you are becoming, you know, a watered-down version of yourself. We don't want that for you, sister. We want you to be all that God called you to be. We don't want you to be doubtful and dubious and second guessing yourself. God called you to be decisive. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. Come on, someone. And the third, I would say, way to spot manipulation. Are you always to blame? Ask yourself, am I always the reason why this person is mad? Am I the reason why they're upset? Am I the reason why this, you know, this event happened the way it did? Am I to blame? So we know narcissists notoriously reject accepting responsibility for their actions and instead they blame you for everything. They nitpick a lot. They victim blame, which is turning every single situation on you. And it's not always a blunt, like it's your fault. This is your fault. This is your fault. But it's insidious. There's that word again, girl. There's that word again. If you weren't so X, Y, Z, fill in the blank. If you weren't so anxious we would have never gotten into that car crash oh my gosh accidents happen all the time you know car crashes happen for a myriad number of reasons like how is it exactly your fault and how is it your anxiety you know how did your anxiety add to that situation as to where you got, as to where you all got into a car crash or another example if you weren't so careful or if you weren't so careless you know we wouldn't be in this situation so it's really it really sort of like, their comments that make you like think like, huh, maybe I should, you know, get on anxiety medication because maybe my anxiety did cause this car crash or maybe I am being, you know, a bit too, too carefree or maybe I am being a bit too careful. And so they make, they turn, you know, arbitrary, (laughs) arbitrary things into like pain points. You know, they basically blame like whole parts of you. For the reason why you're in a specific situation or you know they're just like oh if you weren't such a such a gossip no one would have known that I cheated on you are you kidding me like <laughs> you all have to work out your problems and you all have to you know seek outside therapy if you're going to work through an infidelity situation like how would we have sought out you know help and counseling had I not told someone had I not you know been honest with myself and gotten outside help like how is it you know, it's because they're rejecting shame. They're, they're, you know, they are shying away from the shame of people finding out that they are, um, that they, you know, committed an infidelity. And so now they are turning that on you as if their cheating is your problem. <laughs> Come on, that is, that's sick. So ever since you started doing, oh, this is another example. So ever since you started doing this, our life has become this. You know, that's another way that they may phrase or that that they may victim blame. They prey on your weaknesses, my dear. They make excuses. They victim blame. They don't accept any responsibility. And you do not want to be surrounded by people like this. So if you start to feel like everything you do becomes a problem, becomes an argument, becomes a pain point, they are victim blaming. And you will not walk out of this unscathed. You will definitely walk out of that relationship battered and beaten and, you know, doubting yourself. And we don't want that. We want you to come out of your grave, not dig a deeper one for the two of you. All right, my beautiful queens. As we wrap up, you know, I've just laid out all of the practical, all of the information and the insight that you need to practically go about your to go about you know getting out of this grave you know through the power of the holy spirit but we also have to operate in the spirit you know what i mean we also have to prepare ourselves for spiritual warfare and so how do we do that we get into the word okay remember i always give you all practical and spiritual i always give you a spiritual foundation with which to build the practical and make it through this life so remember last week i highlighted so many verses in proverbs about you know identifying fools and how to distance yourself from fools and how evil for a foolish person is a sport okay they will play you like a fiddle and leave you damaged and broken and think nothing of it so narcissists are fools in the eyes of the holy spirit so definitely dive into proverbs for more wisdom on how to avoid fools how to leave them right where they are and move on with your life another verse that i want to highlight for your spiritual warfare this week John chapter 8 verses 32 and you shall know the truth and the truth shall what set you free my dear it is so important to find your truth and stand in it okay that is the opposite of what the narcissist wants the narcissist wants to confuse you they want to deceive you they want you to get to question your own reality do not let their clever tactics seep into your mind and poison your reality read immerse yourself not only read immerse yourself in God's truth and then you will be able to detect when this person is deceiving you lying to you okay it is so important that you know God's truth because that is the litmus test for everything else in this world okay he is you know God God's truth is is the foundation on which you stand to judge everything else in this world false prophets fools narcissists come on you have to know the truth and that will set you free so it is so important to know what the bible says about us as god's children we are the head and not the tail we are above and not below we are first and not last okay if we are heirs with god then we are joint heirs with jesus christ on his throne you are a daughter of the most high my dear you are a queen you are the bride of christ you are more precious than rubies okay you are a chosen generation a royal priesthood a holy nation special people set apart for a special purpose okay you are worthy you are so precious and you are priceless my dear you were bought at a price that no one else in this world could ever you know attain or acquire you cannot be bought because you were paid for by the blood of the Holy Spirit. Come on, repeat these things to yourself every day. I am the head and not the tail. I am above and not below. I am more precious than rubies. I am priceless. I am precious. I am worthy. I'm a chosen generation. I'm a royal priesthood. I'm the bride of Christ. You got to repeat these things because this is your identity right here. This is your identity right here. You have to know what God says about you, because if anyone else comes to you with anything else, you'll be able to say, no, that's not me. You're calling me outside of my name. No, I when I say yes, I mean yes. When I say no, I mean no. The Lord has called me to be first and not last. You know what I mean? The Lord has called me above and not below. I don't belong in Sheol with these fools who play me like a fiddle, like a sport. I am the head and not the tail. You know what I mean? You have to repeat these things to yourself, put it on a post-it and put it up on your mirror and keep them front and center because this is what the Lord believes about you and this is what you should believe about yourself, okay? You are not worthless. You are not indecisive. You're not crazy, okay? You don't have to doubt your reality. You can walk away and get out of this grave, my sister, if you start walking in God's truth about you, okay? Let me get off my preaching soapbox because I'm about to come out here and bless somebody. Come on. Through the Holy Spirit, I am calling you all out of your graves today, okay? You better walk in this. Walk in this authority of being an heir and a joint heir with Jesus Christ. You are so precious, and I really want you to see that about yourself, okay, my dear? So we've had an excellent episode today. I am so glad we got to dissect the lies and the manipulation and how we can overcome them through God's truth. So if you ever need anything, please do not hesitate to contact me. All my contact information is in the outro shortly after this. And you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Samara Barath Ministries. I pray you have a blessed week, my sister, and I will see you in my next episode. If anything I said resonated with you during this podcast, I'd love to hear your feedback. There are many ways you can reach me. First, via email at ministries at gmail.com. That's S-A-M-A-R-A-B-H-A-R-A-T-H-ministries at gmail.com. Or you can find me on social media, Facebook at samarabarath, Instagram at samarabarathministries. I would love to hear from you. And as it relates to the topic of narcissism, if you or someone you know is currently experiencing a life-threatening situation or attempting to leave that situation, please reach out to me so I can put you in contact with the adequate resources for you to get help. I would love to help you, sis. Please don't hesitate to reach out and we can set something up. Stay blessed, sis. Hey sis, welcome to Samara Barrett Ministries. I'm your host, Samara Barrett, and I am so excited to embark on this journey to wholeness with you. My ministry was designed to educate, equip, and empower women just like you to overcome addictions, abuse, and trauma through Christ-centered recovery. You can think of this podcast as an open, honest, and transparent space to unpack painful lived experiences while I attempt to answer some of your burning questions. So if you're ready to embark on this journey to wholeness, I'll see you in my next episode.